Welcome to London Welsh Rugby Club Podcast. This is episode 19. Can you believe we've been going on for 19 weeks already? The weeks are flying by and we've got plenty more guests confirmed to, to appear on future pods. If you have any suggestions, please feel free to get in touch with me. Great to hear from Gwyn Williams on last week's podcast. He who has made such a co- contribution to the club over the years. That podcast is still available as are all the others. Can you believe that people are still tuning in to the first couple of episodes even? Every week we have listeners from as far as field as New Zealand, Japan and Mexico to name but a few. This week our guest is a familiar face around ODP and especially to those who have travelled on away journeys with the supports club. She chats to me about her long association with London Welsh and the joy of being part of this special family. We hear about the ambition about growing the membership of the supports club and plans for some events post-Covid. This week's guest is none other than Rhiannon Williams. Enjoy. Welcome to the pod, Chair of London Welsh Supporters Club, Rhiannon Williams. How are you, Rhiannon? I'm good, thank you. You, Gareth? Yes, very well. We're recording the hottest day of the year and uh, we're inside, <laughs> but... Never mind. Now, a little bird tells me you live on a barge not, not far from Kew Bridge. Did you I do. Spend, spend lockdown in that place as well? I did, yeah. Um, the firm I work for is in the city and our office closed a week before official lockdown. So uh, my kitchen table has been my desk and um, yeah, I've become a bit of an expert on the ducks, geese, herons, egrets, etc. Um, and all their chicks and goslings. Yeah, and have you been there like a long, a long time? Is 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 it permanently more um, how it is? It's permanently more. There's no engine. I can't take the uh, barge down the Thames. Um, but yeah, I've been here two years. Um, and it would be it's obviously someone washing up in the background, but it would be um, <laughs> <laughs> quite uh, quite good to have a supporters club uh, sort of uh, I don't know um, boat trip, wouldn't it? I suppose or what at some point, but obviously not yeah. on your boat. No, um, but there is obviously a. a service running from uh, QP and we have looked into that in the past so ah cool and I believe you've got a new neighbour in town that you keep up into is that would that be our director of rugby yes yeah apparently he's come from the east side of uh, London over to the west yeah um, so we're neighbours so good old Kai because he knows now west is best so you, see, you mentioned yeah. you work in the city so what, what do you do, do for a living um, uh, I am a credit controller for a law firm so I berate all the lawyers to make sure they bill on time, they get their bills out, and I'm just a professional nag, really. <laughs> and then obviously, just and your your work hasn't been affected at all by the the situation we're in, no. No, um, none of us have been furloughed. None of us have seen reduced hours. Um, you know, uh, I look at sets of accounts and clients' accounts, reconciliations, etc. So I can do that from anywhere. Okay, well, that's cool. And what a nice spot you've got to do with that as well. So you've, you've saved yourself two hours a day <laughs> by going into the office, haven't you? What, what have you done with those two hours? Yes, then? very much so. Um, what have you done in those two hours? Then? Have you, if you saved all that, <laughs> not a lie in, walked, walked a lot. Um, no, 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 because I'm a morning person. I, I don't know what a lie in is. But um, yeah, whereas I had a 70 minute commute from door to door, I've now got a 30 second commute. So 
yeah, definitely. I'm one person as well. It's definitely, you know, especially the weather we've had, it's been amazing to get out, out and about around yeah. here early morning. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's get, you know, it's good to, for you to do this because we obviously want to know a bit more about you now, your shared sports club. Um, so where from Wales are you from then? Well, despite my accent, I'm a Bridgend girl and uh, my grandparents on both sides are from the valleys just north of the town. Uh, but I was three when we came this side of the River Severn and moved to the southeast of England. Oh, wow. So, uh, um, yeah, that's why I've got this uh, daft accent. So and um, did you, we, go to school you, know, in, you also went to school in England then, yeah? And, and is that yes, all my schooling in England, yeah. Whereabouts is that, Rihanna? Initially, it was Berkhamsted in Hertfordshire, um, and then, then we moved to Fleet in Hampshire. And um, we, there, we weren't the only Welsh families in the street, so we used to come to London Welsh, you know, us kids with parents and um yeah i i think my earliest memory of seeing the pagoda and the stand i must have been about four or five wow so you've been you know, a fit, as i say a fixture odp all that time but you've been you know um a supporter there was a large yeah there was a large gap um, because i was in my early teens when we moved to devon ah. um but but for london welsh um over the seasons we've played exeter taunton uh, plymouth so those were always the fixtures as a family we used to go and see and we used to come up and do the return legs um and then i was in my 20s when i came to london with, uh, for work and my dad said right you got the job uh, go and get yourself a season ticket <laughs> so i did so, so when you're in Devon, were you in senior school then yeah yes and so what did you what what part yes. did, uh, did you play sort of school sports at all at that school and university um badminton was my great love um I'm in my late 40s and the opportunity to play uh, rugby for us girls, um, that really only came about when I was of university age, not school age or sixth form age. Yeah. And I am also the biggest scaredy cat and I'm also really clumsy. So the chances of me breaking a bone or something are really quite high. More of a supporter of rugby than, than a player. Yeah. <laughs> Even in those days, I suppose, you know, rugby wasn't wasn't big until you got to university, really, was it, for, for women, really? And that's when no, women no. really started playing the, the sport. But um, did, and did, did you go to university, Renan? Yes, I did. I, uh, I went to um, Cheltenham and Gloucester College and I lived all of five minutes from King's Home Stadium. So, uh, happy days. You sound like a proper rugby nose, which is like, which is, which is quite, quite great to hear, really, in a way. So, so you, came, so when you came to London, then after you'd finished university, when and you got got work, and then and that's when you came back to ODP, is it? Yep, yep. And uh, I think I'd been um, volunteering on a match day to man the um, supporters club uh, table, and I probably did that for two seasons, and then. The lovely late Mike Hind was chairman of the supporters committee and um, he asked me if I'd like to join the committee. So I think that was 2006, 2007. Um, and I joined and within a short space of time um, sort of helped Keith Ford run the coaches for the away fixtures and for um, Wales Internationals in Cardiff. Wow, so you so you've been so you're you sound like you're a similar age to me. Um obviously you look a lot a lot younger than I do. So um, <laughs> um yeah, so 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 you would have come to actually I came to London in the it's early nineties, I think, and then so that's when you'd have got to work. So were you watching London Welsh from the early nineties then? Is that is that right? Um yeah, well it was uh, two thousand and one. Um but like I said, when we certainly when we were in Devon, we always used to um watch the fixtures um that 
for the local teams that London Welsh will play. Um, you know, and I can certainly remember Andy Tucker was skipper of the um, London Welsh team for 95 season, 96 season. Um, you know, so yeah, I can, I can remember a lot of games over the years, various then, leagues. Yeah, and then it was 2001 when you, you appeared. That was, the, was that the Adrian Davis? Was, it, was he head coach then? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what, what do you think that, you know, for, so you bought here and you were sort of three or four and kept, so was it, what, was your track, what was your traction of coming to ODP back in those days for you then, Rhiannon? Um, I just used to come with my dad and, you know, I am a child of the 70s and I'm Welsh and rugby was just in the house all the time. You know, newspapers, um, TV, and I know there were very few channels in those days, but just Welsh rugby was around me all the time and you know like I said we used to come in um, to queue and watch the games and um, you then get sort of a bit itchy feet in the summer months it's like you know well when's the season starting again um, and you know my, my brother um, works here in London but his work is in theatre so he never gets a Saturday off and again he's always like tell me the half-time scores of London Welsh tell me the full-time scores you know s send me this text send me that text so it's just always been in the house as we were growing up. So it's a big family thing then and obviously now you know you're, you're part of the London Welsh family because you've been here since the early 2000s and you say yeah. that you've got um you, you came here to watch the games, probably made lots of friends here and then you get involved with supporters club what, what, what sort of made you want to want to sort of get more involved? Because I think ultimately London Welsh and Old Deer Park are family um, and we're there for each other. And OK, I, I obviously don't run out on the pitch and play, um, but people are there for you. And if I can do my little bit and, you know, help, I, I, I just really wanted to do something. And um, I had I actually had a two year gap, um, 2015 to 2017, when I went back um, to Wales. Um, my, my dad wasn't particularly well um, but the support I got in those two years from people at London Welsh uh, was just phenomenal and the place is like has a boomerang effect you know you can go work for work leave the area for work purposes for family reasons you will come back it just has that effect and um, it's an absolute joy you know I get goosebumps every time I walk down the drive Old Deer Park um, you can leave London Welsh, but London Welsh never leaves you, does it? No, no. Nope. I mean, so I think it's so right there. I think once, once it's just, it's, just, it's a romance of Old Deer Park and watching London Welsh. It, it, it does have a you know a strange effect on people, doesn't it? Oh uh, yeah, I think you know it becomes your DNA. And like I said, you know, in the summer months, I'm getting itchy feet. I'm like, well, when's the season starting? You know. Um, no, no, and but so as you said, you mentioned you obviously you then got involved, you got involved in sports clubs. You wanted to help out as part of the family and all that sort of thing. So, what, what sort of roles have we had within the supporters club? Um, we well, uh, my overriding role um, up until now was organising um, the coaches for the away fixtures and the international fixtures. And like I said uh, earlier, I am a professional nag, so I expect everybody to be on time at Old Deer Park. I expect people to be on time whichever um, field we're playing at or, or club, but they get back on that coach. Um, and yeah, because you don't want to um, get the wrath of my temper because I can breathe fire like a Welsh dragon. So, <laughs> I imagine, imagine getting to be all back on the bus after those long away trips. I've had a few beers, must be quite challenging. 
Um, I would imagine running a kindergarten is easier because four-year-olds don't drink alcohol. <laughs> um, we have had some people go AWOL and yeah, it's not been pretty. So I'm not sure that you've got loads of stories of you know, those away trips in the, in the late 2000s and early 2000s, yeah. you know, of going to those championship grounds and, you know, and maybe there's some of the players are coming back on the support club bus as well. And obviously the yeah. cheese and the wine's flowing. What, 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 <laughs> what sort of memories can you, can you share that, you know, bear in mind, you know, um, um, this, is an might be listening. This, this is an 18 difficult podcast. So no children listen to this. So it's fine. <laughs> um, well, Yes, I mean, we have, we have played clubs all over England. Um, I think furthest north I can recall was Otley. Um, we've certainly played Sedgley Park, north of Manchester. Um, obviously Leeds in recent years. And then as far west, well, uh, Cornish Pirates down um, towards Newlyn. Um, my personal favourite, um, and I know people are tired of me saying this, but my personal favourite club is Rotherham. Um, three and a bit hours on the M1 and the warmest welcome ever. Um, I have very, very fond memories of every time we've played up there. Um, and yes, escapades of people on a coach. Well, thankfully, we've never had a cleaning bill. I wanted to stay that way. Um, but yes, we've had a few um, people be poorly on yeah. return journeys. Um, you know, too much booze. Um, sort of dodgy pie somewhere. Has to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I, if I can't, um, I can. I'll, you know, I will provide wine and cheese, etc. I'm not responsible for the meals and everything else people consume um, during the day. Um, but what I find really quite satisfying and also makes me realise how long I've been running coaches is initially when children would be on board, um, and suddenly those children are now. They've already finished secondary school. Um, some of them are at university and they're all towering over me. <laughs> and um, it's like, good it, grief. Yeah. That's, 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 it is great to see people growing up on that way, isn't it, in, in a way. Yeah. But have, have you had to like um, organise, because you would have done the premiership buses back when we were in Oxford and there was also, you know, would you have taken like more than one coach to any away fixtures ever? Uh, yes, we have done. Um, I think... Um, uh, Northampton was a popular fixture uh, for the professional era um, and there was certainly a Wales-England game at Cardiff where we had two coaches um, yeah we had a double decker on one and a smaller coach um, because people get tickets but especially for the internationals at last minute and suddenly go oh I need to get myself to Cardiff and yes I've had a few um sort of speedy conversations with the coach company saying can you please provide another vehicle i mean those city hall lunches are amazing and i think i think the, the bus journey makes it i don't think i'd ever i'd ever go another way really if, when, when i get when i go there i mean it's just a, a great way to, to go straight to heart of cardiff uh, and then you're in city hall with lots of you know familiar faces and you you know yes. off the stadium it's just a it's perfect but those city hall lunches you know obviously are a great way to uh to, for support to raise money aren't they as well yes they are and um you know ever since uh, 2000 obviously italy have come on board with the six nations and initially that was a very popular fixture it has dipped over the years the numbers have fallen um but you can guarantee well when the french rock up in town i mean the numbers are colossal at city hall um it has come close to, in parts to sort of being one in one out you know, because we were getting to the maximum capacity. Um, 
but it, it is a joy because also um there are people who will come down on the bus and it's an opportunity for them to see family um you know who are back home in wales and to have somewhere safe um to meet and you know just have a lovely afternoon so yeah, I, I once got, uh, I think it was a Friday night game. I think I got the train down and the bus and the support club bus, <laughs> bus back. And then the, the train down was full of friends from Paddington and they were just sharing wine and salami yep. and bread and that. It was just unbelievable. And they, their, their sort of uh, sense of joie de vivre was, just, was amazing. I, I, love, I, love, I love them. Uh, it's what great supporters they are. Yes, and when they bring all their instruments as well. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but you know, I see the City Hall, I think is a, such a, it's such a um, high-profile event for London Welsh, and that's, that's how, how we connect, you know, um, with lots of other people yeah. in South Wales, isn't it? And it's so it, you know that generates quite a lot of money, does it, for the for, um, sports club? Yes, it does. It's uh, it, it, it's really worthwhile doing. And the other thing is, um, with the autumn fixtures, international fixtures, um, we haven't always used City Hall. We found sort of the other venue being um, the indoor bowls centre at Sophia Gardens, and again. Um, made lots of new connections and you know again had a really lovely warm welcome um, and again it's a safe place for people to you know meet up with family and friends and it's a hop skip and a jump from Westgate Street in the stadium. Yeah no no, no obviously there's some fixtures announced for, for Wales for this autumn but we or late yeah. autumn more like winter really but we yeah. don't know where they're going to be played yet do we? No we don't so uh, as do soon think, as we hear. Will there we'll, be an uh, to run a bus to wherever that is? Yeah, I mean, so long as the regulations allow it, because, um, you know, I'm not sure how you socially distance on a coach, but um, ah. if we can do it, yes, we certainly will. I'm sure Megabus are running, aren't they, somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> but we don't want to go, we don't want to use them, do we? we, all, who, do we who do we use, by the way? Is it always the same company? Uh, uh, we have been using uh, London Mini Coaches who are um, an Anderson Travel, um, and they, they've been terrific over the years. You know, they've kept their prices fair. Um, we did have one little hiccup for um, an autumn international where the coach broke down and sort of limped into Lee Delamere services. And um, yes, uh, we were we were there for a number of hours um, whilst a replacement bus came from the depot here in London. Um, I think we basically bought out M&S of all the bottles of wine and beers. And yeah, um, David Brunsden will, did you make will be able to tell you a few stories. Did you make kickoff? Yeah, we did, we did, we did, yeah. But uh, yeah, David Brunsdell, that's, uh, he's not terribly keen on the Delamere services and I can, I can understand why. It's not my favourite on the M4, I must admit, either. But uh, <laughs> I think, um, it's funny, because you've probably got 45, 50, 60 people on a bus, but in those City Hall events, you know, I was there at the, I think, the, the Grand Sam Decider against Ireland and there were just loads of people in City Hall. You had choirs there. There must be, what, four, 500 people who attend? Or maybe yeah, more, I, I don't know. I think I think the the hall downstairs. I think the maximum capacity is seven hundred, and the hall upstairs is about six thirty. Um, but like I said, there have been a couple of occasions where it's sort of been come close to one in, one out. Um, uh, and yes, and, and we've got links to various choirs back home in Wales, um, so um, they have really strong links with obviously the rugby club choir and the London Melbourne Choir and Gualia. Um So we we try and get a choir in and uh, just sort of make it you know even more welsh than possible that's great well i think um so after the grand slam win against ireland we all went back to city hall and it was a second half of england against scotland and it was mm. scotland's comeback and hadn't heard yeah. people sing so many scottish songs and cheering <laughs> it was 
it was unbelievable. It was, I, I, it's, I had so much fun just, just watching that game. And the people, I don't think we were all singing Flower of Scotland, I think, from, from memory. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 well, I think the other thing is um, the London World Supporters Club, um, we've been printing the little red song books. I mean, for years and years and years. And the, the, the damn thing seemed to breed. We kind of look in a box and think, oh, we're down to our last 20. And then suddenly, miraculously, we come across even more of them. Um, and I think it's, it's getting a bit like sort of Chairman Mao's and his little red book that, you know, it, it seems to be suddenly in everybody's back pocket and they all come out and it's like, right, you know, we'll all start singing this song on page. <laughs> it's... Now, there's the sing songs on the, on the bus the way back. For, for anyone who, you know, who's listened to this and don't really get like why I'd want to go on a bus with like 50 other people to City Hall to watch a game, you know, watch a game on Principality and then you come back and everyone's sort of a bit looser, shall we say, and win or lose, yep. it's, it, it, everyone's on the booze on the, on, the, on the bus home. So how would you describe that sort of experience to someone who's never been on it? Um, I, I can honestly say I do have people who come up to me and say they, they would like to give it a go but they find the prospect a little scary. And, you know, so, so some, some women at the club would be coming down um, to Wales for a fixture on their own and meeting family um, in Cardiff. And they, they've been a bit sort of apprehensive. And I said, it is not scary. And I would never allow it to become a scary prospect. Um, you you, you may, may just want to sit there and have your headphones on and listen to music. It's probably not going to happen because somebody will always strike a up a conversation and you know the next thing food's being passed around you know plastic cups the wine the beer it's funny isn't it when you think on the buses on the way there people are reading the paper and uh, not chatting too much uh, and then on the way back everyone's chatting away sharing food having a few drinks it's not scary as you say it's just just it's just really social isn't it and a bit of fun yeah and i would hate it for it to become a scary prospect so um you know um everybody's welcome whatever age um and you know you you, you do you, you've I've, I've forged some really lifelong friendships that are very very dear to me and it's because of you know um people coming up to the table at um the sporters table at old deer park and coming on the coaches no it's, it's great look anyway look, we've spoken a lot about the coaches you've, <laughs> you've recently been um elected to be the chairperson of the supporters club how did that come about uh, if you want the honest truth, I was ambushed. Um, we were at a committee meeting. We, um, we knew that Hayden was looking to step down. Um, and Joe, this committee meeting was January. And Joe Jones said, you know, what a fabulous job he'd done, which I, you know, back that completely. And that um, basically in, in this era, um, there should be a change of direction and we should have a woman at the helm. And I then had about 11 faces, men <laughs> looking at me. <laughs> and I just sort of went, right, okay. <laughs> it's like looking at Joe Jones going, you can go off some people, you know. Um, so yes, that's, that's how it came about. And Hayden sort of went, hang on. He just went, you know, are you okay with this? You know, take some time to think it over. Um, but yeah, I, I, was, I was, you know, completely flabbergasted, but also very touched at the same time. Oh, that's brilliant. Look, you know, I think you know, it's, it's right. I think, you know, Hay I think Hayden said himself to me in, in a sort of private conversation, like, you know, five years doing something, you always need to have, to have change to sort of take to whether it's a different direction or new energy. But what are your thoughts on sort of Hayden's contribution as a chair then at the Sports Club? Uh, it, he's been absolutely brilliant. Um, he's reached out to all areas of um, 
the club at all levels, um, minis, youth. Um, we've we've re-engaged with um, the London Welsh Centre on Grazing Road because I think that relationship had dipped in past years, so that's back on track. Um, we've, you know, in in the leagues we're playing, um, the fact that we are very much um, got strong relations with the players, the coaching staff. Um, he, he's done a phenomenal job, and I have very huge shoes to fill. Uh, but you're the person to do it. I know you are. Uh, so don't don't worry about that. I, I love Hayden. He's brilliant, and we have we got him as a, as a, a vice chair of the club. So uh, you know his his yeah. involvement is is ongoing with London Welsh. is great. But yeah. what what do you personally get out of your involvement with the supporters club? Um, I I just like the family element of it, and um, you know people sort of um, my age, slightly younger and older people, and every every contribution that people make and. There's never a, a daft suggestion, you know, we, we meet once a month um, as a committee and people put ideas forward and it's never like, oh, I'm not sure I can go with this or I should utter this. It's, you know, everything is out there for, for a discussion and where we can move forward with things. And um, it, it's just a joy. I mean, I know some people sort of go, oh, committee meetings, they are a joy. Um, and I, get, I do get a lot out of it. Um, like I said, there's there's never any suggestion that's daft. That's fair enough. That's that's fair enough. Maybe with the uh, the um, directors of the the club could uh, take a leaf out of that book. Maybe some of our meetings. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I, I don't want to cheese Danny Griffiths off, so I hadn't say that. So, uh, but what what are the what are the goals of the supporters club? You know, generally, what what what's, what's it what's it there to do? Um, well, you know, we 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 do have some coffers in the bank and we are here to help. Um, you know, uh, I know in past years we've helped with the um, replacement of the goalposts at Old Deer Park. Um, we have provided kit for tours, men, men and ladies. Um, we have, um, if, if I'm correct, um, and I, if I'm not, um, I think we paid for one of the defibrillators during the professional era. Um, you know, we're just, we're here for, um, if anybody needs some help and, and, and with kit or anything, we're here for them. Um, the youth, I think, are going to tour, touring Argentina in 18 months' time, so we'll be knocking wow. on the door. Okay. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> Patagonia, yeah. Please. Oh, yes. <laughs> and support please, us, please. welcome to join us. <laughs> that would be fabulous. Uh, yes, please, please, please do, um, you know, I want people to get in touch, so... No worries. And what do you think's changed since the pro days for the supporters club? Because obviously they, you, you were booking the buses every home game to Oxford. But what generally is, has changed, you think, um, for for you with with us now as a um, a, a community club? Um, well, in the professional era, we didn't have the players on the same coach. Um, that's come about since um, the leagues we've been playing in, and. I, I must admit, I was a bit hesitant about it because I was thinking, you know, the boys are mentally trying to get prepared for such a game and would they want supporters, you know, towards the front end of the bus. Um, I, I wasn't sure how it would really work out and I didn't want there to be any sort of um, issue, you know, with them and the, the game ahead in an afternoon. Um, but it has really worked out. Um, and we do let, tend to leave them alone on the way up. You know, we, they, they discuss things amongst themselves or they're in their zone with their headphones on. Um, but then afterwards, it's 
everybody's having a chit chat and mixing. Um, so I think that's 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 the significant distant dif difference. I would say, um, you know, in the professional era, the players had their own coach, and um, yeah. it was it was very different. That's fair enough. And, and what are your sort of what are your goals then in the next few years as chair of the sports club? What what do you want to achieve? Um, I, I ultimately, I know, I know this sounds quite daft, but we we sort of typically have um, membership numbers of between sort of two twenty. 300 um it is only 10 pounds a year to join and if i could ensure that we get 500 plus per season i would be very very happy um because like i said i think we need to we've made we've made huge strides in putting out the tentacles and reaching out to areas of the club um, but i think we can do more um and in terms of fundraising um, obviously COVID has put a, a halt on things, but we had a very successful film night um, last autumn, which Joe Jones um, helped organise. Um, we have regular sports lunches at Mamas, which Keith Thomas does a fantastic job on. Um, Richard Northmore and Hayden have been um, helping to get a comedy night running. Um, it has been pushed back, obviously, because of this pandemic, um, but just sort of making sure people are involved um and if we can also do more for children sort of events as well um that would be great um i know will and kai are obviously involved with the children and the summer camps um so you know i, I need to sort of pick their brains on, on that and see what we can do um, I, I, with, I, I the younger members of the you, you know, i personally think is a massive opportunity because we you just think the number of parents who are in and around Old Deer Park on a Sunday morning, and then many of them don't come to games on Saturday because of other things yep. to do. But I'm sure they could bung, you know, ten pound supporters club, and if they realised what the benefits were of the supporters club and things like that. Yeah, and, I mean, you know, in effect, it's a growing audience, you know, because yeah. the, the 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 minis is so strong and um, the youth teams. Um, but you know, also we, you know, in all the years that Voyagers has been running. Um, you know, I, I know the, the committee of the Voyagers and obviously they're at games. So, you know, if we can try and work with them on things as well, um, you know, it's just the wider London Welsh family. No, definitely. So, so you said you were talking about the committee earlier. So who, who is on the committee and how are the, the roles and responsibilities divided up? Because I, I don't even know, to be honest with you, because in all my years at London Welsh, <laughs> I've seen people behind the table on a Saturday, but they obviously we're all busy doing different things yeah. on Saturdays. We don't always think take the time out and okay up, um, so tell me who, who's, um, on. who's on the committee well obviously myself Hayden Parry Pete Lowe uh, Keith Ford Keith Thomas um, Brian Jones Alan Hanford uh, Richard Northmore Gareth Chapman or Chappers as he's known our lovely David Crampton who is now vice chair um, yeah. you know Joe Jones uh, Justin Musson um, Keshul Patel has been on the committee and she stepped down um, at the end of last season and I'd like to say a big thank you for all the hard work and um, effort she's put in and um, we now welcome Serena Bailey so um, you know it's um, you know diverse bunch and um, like I said in terms of roles it's just what people can bring um, you know whether they're retired now and what they did in their working lives they can bring to the committee um, uh, Chappers is our uh, membership secretary. Um, Pete Lowe and Keith Ford oversee treasury elements. Um, 
yeah, bossy boots, me and Justin have been running coaches. Um, yes. And, and, you know, there's been so many people on the committee in past years, obviously, when I joined, um, the chairman was Mike Hind, um, but we had Robert Mills on the committee for a number of years. Um, Toria Jameson was also on the committee. Um, so, you know, um, there's quite a sort of diverse number of people there. Now, I really think if you had a, like a minis coach on there um, as well, it mm. would help with um, the engagement of the minis. And you've got a sponsor then, haven't you? And then that just helps... Yeah communication out to minis and maybe that's something we can we can work together on um yeah you know, that would be fantastic hopefully because i think that, that would be very helpful anyway so um, yeah. you mentioned about the, you have the relationship with um the players now we're strong because they're on a bus with you do you feel yeah. like you know on saturday you know, do you have that, that relationship with the, the coaches you know and answers was that because the players are amateurs throwing the bar afterwards mixing that it's quite quite special environment really in the club so do the sports club have that sort of strong relationship with, with coaches and players yes and um i, I think in uh, when, when i think back i think it was actually um phil greening um who sort of started the um mixing of the players and supporters in the sense that after the game, the players would have some bite to eat and then he sort of encouraged them to come through to the pagoda room and the bar and mix. Um, but in this era and the leagues we're playing in, um, yeah, there, there's been a huge, huge um, sort of strong relationship on, on both sides of you know, mixing, getting to know people. Um, because you know the, the the players are from all parts of the world. I mean, is uh, I think Rowan joined us last season, obviously from New South Wales. Um, you know, and it, it's just a joy to get to know people and see what strengths and their passion for coming to the club uh, is all about. No, I agree with that. You also have like the other sports club have a player of the month award, don't they? And and two players of the season awards. Yes. I think we, we've heard who's won the, the women's one, but not the men's. But how are these decided? Um, player of the month is um, literally asking every supporter um, for a name. Um, it's, it's that basic. Um, when it comes to the season, that's decided by the committee. Okay, and I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not letting on as to who's won. No, 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 no that, that's, fair no that's, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. And uh, what what are your sort of favourite memories of London Welsh then when you when you look back over the over the years and especially with your involvement in supporters club what's been those special moments for you? Uh, I think um, with the professional era it was quite something to see. Obviously, one season Harle Harlequins had been relegated, so it was to see the big names in our clubhouse um, and everybody having an opportunity to have a photo taken with some of the big stars there. Um, and again, another season when Northampton were relegated and they came to Aldea Park to play. Um, the players mixed um, and we were, had people at the supporters' desk saying, oh, this is what you do. Oh, you know, we don't have anything like this at our club. Um, so fond memories of that. I have to say, um, when the second leg of playing Bristol um, and being promoted to the Premiership, um, I couldn't make that fixture. So I was back at Old Deer Park with about 100 people. 
and quite frankly it was the worst singing I've ever heard in my life but we kept the bar open until um, the supporters and the players came back from Bristol yeah that's that's shocking that. singing really shocking <laughs> what a game though what a game um, so <laughs> so um, moving forward and let's, let's imagine this pandemic is you know is over by like Christmas but God knows when it will be but um, what events um, will the supporters club look to to hold you know what, what do you want to do like you know you mentioned uh, night but what are the other things you might want to do um well we are um the comedy night is certainly uh, penciled in and that can actually be written in ink if this pandemic comes to an end um we also have the sports lunches um i think the one uh with lynn jones had to be put on the back burner so we can reorganize that um, there's to be a second film night, um, you know, uh, with the Lions tour um, and coinciding with the greats that have um, run out on our pitch and also run out on Lions in past years. Uh, so that there's a few things we're sort of um, mulling over and seeing what we can do. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, it's 50 years of the 71 Lions, isn't it, next year? So uh, that yeah. should be an opportunity to have a few events at the club and a few you know good nights yeah. hopefully so um so i'll ask you some quick fire questions now uh, <laughs> okay your, your time <laughs> the world. so uh, who's your favorite player in the pro era um ooh. um i quite i i that's hard i will say jonathan mills and matt corker i can't i can't distinguish between the two why um, because they gave it their all, and they were they were utterly lovely people when back in the bar. Jolly good lads they are. And what about now though? Because I've seen now you know, that is that is totally impossible for me to answer because <laughs> all of the lads are phenomenally talented, and they're all absolutely lovely. Yeah, no, okay, that's fair enough. Um, and what about your favourite away ground in in the pro era? Um, well, I've always got a soft spot for King's Home because I went to college and I lived around the corner from there. Um, obviously, Bath Steel, the wreck is a very pretty ground. Um, but I have to say, one place I'd never been to um, until we played them, and that was Leicester. Um, and it's a heck of a stadium. And um, yeah, again, we had a really warm welcome. So yeah, it depends what side you're on. One of them is one of them is quite an old, dilapidated building, and one's a massive stand, isn't it, on the other side? So, uh, but it's it's so deceptive. It's just colossal in size. It's, uh, no, it's right funny. in the right in the town centre. Um, I once ended up on the on the bench at, at King's Home when um, Justin Brunel got me a couple of tickets um, quite late, and we were up in the stand, and it just we didn't have a very good view, so we just found there like, there seems to be spare spare spaces <laughs> next to the sub. So me and my eldest boy. Walk down the start on the subs bench. <laughs> King's home once where and no one with an eyelid, which is quite nice. So uh, I think that's the benefit of being London Welsh when we're in the premiership that we only had probably a couple of hundred supporters at any stage, um, which was uh, where it was then. But anyway, look. well, it, it it is quite funny because Kai mentioned fairly recently the fact that now we can go to an away game, um, and we sometimes you know outnumber the home supporters, um, and I hope that uh, continues and more and more people will come along and watch the boys. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. the way Quay games are great. Um, and what about your favourite supporters event? You know, sports club event, I should say, sorry. Um, bu, 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 bu. I, I, I do still get a kick out of um, being at City Hall. 
yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah, that, that that is great. Now, and, and anyone anyone who's never been, you've got to go. Okay, well, next yes. time you're on, yes, give it a go. give it a whirl, give it a try. Get on the bus and get to City Hall. Um, what about <laughs> the best London Welsh match you've ever attended? You know, or your favourite match, I should say. Really. Uh, oof. Um, well, I think quite recently was the Bank of England fixture. You know, um, the boys dug in deep. Um, that yeah, that was quite something. And the Reece my least, my least favourite was definitely on two occasions getting utterly soaked. The Hackney Marshes and Majinski Stadium when we played London Irish. I don't like being soaked. Okay, you so you were at the nil nil were you? Yeah. Yes, I was. You the nil nil, and then also you had the Bank of England game was the the penalty that Reece Judah Davis scored to to win the game, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. funny how that moment, you know, that moment in time, you know, uh, matters so much for London Welsh to to win that game, wasn't it really? Yeah, uh, it it was a hell of a game, but the boys just dug in and you know kept it strong for them. Um, you know, on, the, on every passage of play. And finally, I suppose you may have answered this previously, but the match you wish you had attended. Oh, um, well, I actually missed um, a couple of matches last October because I was ill and signed off work. Um, and I, I, I went to Letchworth, but I'm trying to say, I think it was um, the Farnham. There was, a, there was a cup game against Farnham. Yeah. Uh, that would have been interesting to, to attend because, um, you know, you never quite know how cup games are going to go. It didn't go well. <laughs> oh, OK. Probably, probably just as well I, I missed it then. I think that's the only loss at ODP in three years, that one. And we, and we deserve uh-huh. to lose in that, in that day. But look... It, it doesn't matter. Look, um, you know, so finally, obviously, you, you've been, you know, what has been an active member of the London Welsh family and the club mean to you, Rhiannon? Um, it, I, I, it's just an absolute joy. And it, like I said, walking down the, the driveway at Old Deer Park, I get goosebumps every, every single time. It is just my wider family. And um, I, I love every minute of being there. And, um, you know, even the days of being at Kassam, we have made some really strong, wonderful friendships from the community that came um, to watch London Welsh at Kassam. And those friendships will last a lifetime. Um, yeah, it's just one wonderful, huge family. No, great stuff. Uh, lovely, lovely words, I say. But look, you know, congratulations on being a chairperson <laughs> Thank you. of the Sports Club. Thank you for your time today. Keep doing what you're doing for Sports Club. You do a great job for the club and we really appreciate it. And hopefully people listening to this, how, could they, how can they get in touch with the Sports Club if they, if they want to? Uh, we, do, we do have a page on the um, club website, but um, I think my um, email and phone number is certainly out there in the public domain. Um, and on a match day, like we always have a table, you know, pop by and have an atter, introduce yourselves and um, yeah, take it from and there. And we'll get those minis and youth parents involved because we've heard Rhiannon's target now. It's 500 members. <laughs> okay. By, yes, by, please. By the start of next season, shall we say, that's the, that's the, that's the deadline. And uh, we can see if we can, we can get those numbers up. But Rhiannon, look, thanks for your time. Keeping a wonderful ambassador and volunteer for the sports club and look forward to seeing you out on match at ODP very soon. Likewise, and thank you very much for uh, inviting me onto the podcast. No problem. All the best. Bye-bye. And you. So long. Bye-bye.